Welcome to a very special episode of the Traders for a Cause podcast. I am here in the City of Angels and the weather is beautiful. I'm here with my good friend, Sandro Splendore. I like it. I like it. <laughs> We're going to walk the streets of LA, talk about trading, how Sandro got his start, and have a little fun along the way. I think that's a good idea. Should we get to it? Let's do it. It's been a wild ride for you. Uh, I've heard so many stories. I know that you have a ton of them. But uh, I guess what I'm really curious about is when did you come to the United States? Where were you originally from? And what brought you here? Okay. Um, originally, I came to the United States in 2004 to stay. I've, I've been a couple of times. I've been to New York. I've uh, been to Miami before, but it was uh, 2004 uh, when, I, when I arrived in L.A. And um, I came via London. London was my home for like seven, seven years prior to that. Okay. Uh, but originally, you know, I come, I'm from Switzerland. And um, my dad's Italian, my mom is Swiss. I grew up there and, and that's, where, that's where it all started really. So they spoke Italian in your house or? Um, mainly Swiss German. Okay. But we were, um, we were close to the border to France. Okay. And my father spoke Italian. So I, I was surrounded by languages. But at school it was Swiss German or German. And uh, at night it was French. Okay. Because the French know how to party. What were you doing in London? I, um, I was a dancer. Okay. Yeah. What, I, what type of dancing? Um, everything. I mean, um, I went to a school that prepped, prepped us for musical theater, but it was ballet-based. Ballet nice, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, ba- was ballet-based, and, um, and that's what brought me to London, to be honest. Okay. Um, and, then, and then you came from London to the United States... With what in mind? What was your what was your goal in coming here? Uh, <laughs> Holidays, mate. I haven't been to a beach for ages. That's what I mean. What are you doing here? Why are you not just going? Hey, mate. This is why I'm here. You see that? Do you know what I mean? I've got a business to run, Alex. Who do you think sorted out fucking Ronnie when he was in New York, eh? Who do you think sorted out Malcolm get his bar? Yeah. I can't just piss off. Ronnie's a big boy now. Malcolm yeah, and I can look after you, I know he's my brother. When I was in London, I was, obvi- I, I, was in, I was in the industry, right? I was acting, I, um, I was in TV shows, I did some films. And, but I, I got tired of um, the sort of like acting aspect of the business and I started to be more interested in producing okay and if you want to produce movies or you know documentaries whatever it is TV shows this is really the place to be to uh, to connect and uh, network yes yeah and but to be honest like what really brought me what what brought me out here was a job Um, finishing a job Um, and then what what kept me here was the sun and the, the vibe, to be honest. Not necessarily here of Hollywood, but 
just um, I just love the Southern California vibe, especially having spent like seven years in London prior to this. I was gonna say this, so it's kind uh, of the polar opposite of London. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so because so so it was really being tired of London. Who said that? Tired. Who is tired of London is tired of life. Anyway, <laughs> being tired of London really made me love Los Angeles so much because it's the polar opposite, as you say. Of course. And. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do here, but I knew that I was doing it here. So that that's really the that's really why I why I stayed. Okay, um, so when you got here, you came here for a job. I came here to finish a job. Finish I was, a job. Okay. I, I was. Um, I had to do some. I forgot what 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 it was called, but it was for a movie, and they needed some. Uh, they needed some audio, cleaning up some audio, and for for whatever reason, it was cheaper to to uh, to get me out here to a studio than do it in a studio in London. Understood. Okay. When you first came here, did you have any notion or interest in the markets at all? Oh no, not at all. I mean, I think I was aware that they exist, but. That was about it. I, I had absolutely nothing to do with uh, the financial industry, had no interest in it, and yeah, no, that was far, far away still. Okay. Even though, yeah, that was so, in 2004. Yeah. So you finished the job, now what? Um, finished the job, and then it was really a matter of trying to get my own movies, um, Get my, my own movies off the ground. You brought us to a hunting ground! Get out of the car! Get out! Yeah, that, that was... That was a painful... That was a painful endeavor in the sense of... It sure wasn't easy. You had to learn, you know... Everything worked a little different in, in Hollywood and... Um, until you realize that a lot of time passes. But um, it, it was definitely, it was interesting. I mean, it was, it was a good time. It was just not very successful. The financially. Movies, financially, um, financially it was okay because I was still making money, like being an actor, taking some pictures here and there. So financially it was fine because it was just me but more sort of like success in regards to getting to where I wanted to go or like, you know, fulfilling fulfilling some aims and goals that I had. Sure. Um, it was frustrating, yeah. So, how long did that last? From 2004, you finished the job, you're trying to get movies made, doing some acting. I want to say until about, I started to, I started to um, get out of the idea of getting out of the business. I, I still remember vividly was um, I was in some house late at night. I think it was like 2 a.m. in the morning. I was in some house up of Mulholland Highway, not far from here, somewhere up there. Okay. Um, I was overlooking like Hollywood and all the all the lights. Um, and I was thinking, you know, I can, I can keep doing this. I can keep doing this. And like 10 minutes later, I found myself 
running around a kitchen island being chased by a wannabe wrestler in a full-on spandex suit on steroids um, with some sex toys in his hands and I was uh, you know being chased out of the door by this guy who was running down Mulholland Highway and decided right there this is I'm too sane for this uh, industry I left my beautiful uh, Italian leather jacket there. I wonder what he did with it. But oh my goodness. That was pretty much. Um, this was what year? That was, I want to say that was 2010. Okay. And uh, at that time, I, j I just realized like I was making the movies that I didn't want to make got funded. The movies I wanted to make didn't get funded. Um, very frustrating um, in that aspect. So um, at that point, I knew this, this was sort of like the end. And um, it's also when my first uh, son came to be, okay. when Ocean, um, you know, was born. And that's really when the focus changed. I never thought about finances or financial success. That was never really important to me. But um, it was uh, around that time where I said to myself, okay, how, like, I want to make money. Like, literally, like, it was not a matter of, saying like, oh, I want to, I want to be creative. I want creative fulfillment or I, I literally, I sat down and said to myself, I want to make money. How do you do that? And that, that's how I got to trading. Okay. Um, and I know people always say, you know, find a passion and then uh, money follows. Um, that did that sure did not work for me in that aspect because again if, if maybe if you don't aim for it you don't get it but um but yeah it was it was basically saying hey you know let's change something up responsibility i think often when when one becomes a father or when your responsibilities change that can that can be a really great kickstart to uh, success you know when you're no, forced it, can also to be a, it can also be a reset button, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, you're forced to change something or you're being given, um, you're being given something new, um, a new input, mm -hmm. you know, that can, that can really uh, change things. Got it. So how did you, how did you start? I mean, like you, you've discovered that one way that you could make money and, you know, Find find a find a niche. What? Yeah, I mean, it really started with um, it really started with like Google typing in how to make money. I probably that's how I as simple as it was, you know, because I I didn't you know I I had good education, but I didn't go to school for finance. I didn't go to school for business. So that's never really been my focus. Um, and um, money trading that was at that time, you know, that was in 2010 or so, that came up as a, as, as a, as a way to make money. And um, that's really how I started. As simple as that, I, I looked it up, I opened a trading account with like, I had $2,000 to my name. Um, yeah, opened a trading account and, and uh, it was, it was the height of OTC pump and dumps, I suppose. Yeah. And the rest is history, yeah. 2010? I want to say so. Yeah, I want to say it was in 2010, 2011. That's interesting. That's about, that's like two years before I really stepped in. 
and got involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. It was like, you know, the, the OTCs, the pink sheets were a big thing back then. It seems like they're dead now. Yeah, they're <laughs> dead. They're dead. Yeah, it was, it was a... It was a great way to get in. I'm, I'm being asked all the time, you know, could you do it again? Or sometimes I, I ask myself, could I do that, do it again? Um, you know, with, with the little amount of money that I had now. And I think there is, yes, you could, maybe not me, or maybe I could, I'm not sure, but the, the opportunities always exist. They just keep slightly changing. Um, you just gotta find them, but but yeah, the opportunities exist. But at that time, yeah, it was it was pretty. Uh, in hindsight, it was uh, it was pretty easy. With blood on is $9.99. The one without is $24.99. Cause that makes sense. Back to 2010, you wanted to make sure. money. Yes. You, want, you, you Googled how to make money. How and, to make and, money, question mark. And essentially how you discovered the stock market. But, but all the while, you still had some passion for the business, right? For show business, for entertainment. Not really, not really, but it's not, you know, it's funny, it's, it's not a coincidence that, that I came to trading because acting there's there's so many similarities that I see is like you know who tells you whether you're an actor or not nobody you decide one day you don't have to have schooling you don't have to have anything you just say I'm an actor right <laughs> it's the same with trading hey, you're a trader. A computer, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a trader, trader. Yeah. you know yeah. so the the entry the level of entry is very low in the sense of like you just got to open up um, an account and um, you know, but but also the the sky is the limit. The sort of like dream is the same aspect. Like being an actor, many people dream of fame or whatever it is. And trading, it's the same. You don't really have to. I mean, I'm not saying that acting is not a skill, mm -hmm. but you can you can remember lines and then you can stand in front of a camera and say those lines, right? Sure. And then you're an actor. And trading, it's it's sort of like the same. You don't have to have like a certificate. Now you're a trader. It's like the, the entry, and, but the, the potential is like limitless. So, so there is, um, you know, there's a, there is um, similarities there, but um, I, I think the, what, what really drew me to it is like, it's really straightforward. There's nothing in between. You either make, you either 
make money or you lose money. There's mm-hmm. nothing cut and dry. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're not you're not creating anything. You literally just um, it's a zero sum game, and you you either win or lose. And that I, I think that's like that's definitely something that excited me. Sure. Just in general, it's it's like it felt like I love competition, and and it felt like. It felt like uh, a great competition against yourself, like mm-hmm. you know, to to master it. And um, and again, it was simple. You open up an account and you start. And I've been I've been always like an action guy in the sense of like I'm not the one with the amazing necessary with the, the amazing ideas, but I, I have no problem acting upon something. So um, that seems like that's commonly. The bigger p- portion of the battle, right? Like it's one thing to—it's one thing to have a theory or to have a hypothesis or an idea, but to execute on it is kind of like that separates the men from the boys, right? I mean, for sure. I mean, it's—it's it's, um, yeah, it's—it's—it's it's, it's important. I wish I had these great ideas, but then if I had these great ideas, maybe I wouldn't be so actionable, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so that's definitely—it's um, definitely something that has helped me, but. You know, the um, the the work, the hard, the work that you put in. That's what I found. The same, whatever I I always did is like if you put in work, you, you do get something back, and that's what I found with with uh, trading. Um, what I found with trading as well. It's the same. Like you you you, if you really put in the work, eventually, you will start um, getting something back. So. Um, Trading was the how, right, to to achieve some level of financial independence, some some wealth, right, to build some wealth. Exactly, yes. What about it um, brings you fulfillment other than just the money? I mean, money's the the obvious benefit of succeeding at the craft. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's funny, yeah, fulfillment, succeeding. I mean, sort of like succeeding, the, um, it, that changed. Like at the beginning, succeeding was to make money, I suppose. But sure. in, in the end, like the, question, the reason why I started trading in the first place was not necessarily to make money, it's to better my life. Sure. Um, so, but money was the means... Money was the means, right. yeah. Money was the means for sure. Um, so at that point, maybe success or succeeding was making money, right? Um, the fulfillment, I suppose, was like to get better, to improve, to to learn, to uh, evolve in, in as as a trader. And as you know, you know, trading is a lot about psychology. So mm-hmm. you learn a lot about yourself, and I think that's what. That was what was the most exciting part for me. It's like how miserable I could feel, or how miserable trading could make me feel. Sure. And and like how elated you could feel, and then realizing that those emotions can possibly hold you back, and then you learn, you know, the 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 next aspect in like not letting your emotions. Um, do you Not, enjoy that? I enjoy. I I definitely enjoyed the 
the self-improvement aspect of it. You know? okay. Not like that I love to feel terrible, but, but I love the fact that, okay, I feel, you know, I feel terrible. <laughs> um, what can what I do, can to, I not do to not feel terrible? I, I, that's like, that was definitely a, that was definitely um, a challenge that, that I got enjoyment out of. But don't you think a lot of these guys actually just, they get off on the ride? Like they, they just... Yeah, but that ride doesn't last long. Those that get off of the ride as in like... I think out. that's where it differs. Like the gambling, when somebody does it like sort of like gambling, mm -hmm. that's one thing. I think that ride ends, ends pretty fast, pretty quick. It's another, those that, that do it to sort of like, um, I don't want to say, I mean, it sounds stupid, but I don't want to say find themselves, but like actually look, really go inside themselves and say, hey, why did I do this? here you know at this given time why did i act like this when you when you sort of like person like when you go a little bit within yourself and i mean that's a ride too right the emotions um and and then try and improve on that right rather than you know do it for the thrill of it got it so did you start did you jump in with both feet like back in 2010 like did you just yeah kinda... both feet but like you know both feet of two thousand dollars I mean, <laughs> you know it was very little well, you gotta start somewhere though yeah I mean, I, you gotta start somewhere and yeah exactly and i mean it did help me in the sense of i think it's not a bad thing to start with little money sure um you have nothing to lose then well you have less to lose it, at, at that moment in time of course it's everything right but in a way it's like you have less to lose, which makes it easier to, to give it another try, I sure. suppose, when, sure. when, it, when it happens. But yeah, I think the, the, the whole success part, or like the reason, you know, the motivation, I think what is really important is like, once, let's, once you're getting it, whether that is after a month, two months, two years, 10 years, you know, I think it's important that you remember why you started it in the first place. Sure. Because I see way too many. So there's not many people that succeed in trading. Sure. Okay, it's a fact. But then even those that succeed, there is not many that then really get to gain from it what they wanted to gain in the beginning. Sure. It's often freedom, right? But it's not freedom if you can't get away from the screens anymore. 100%. It's not, it's yeah. not freedom if, yeah. um, if, if it doesn't better your life. Because look at your life when you were trading, when you started trading and, and after you've been successful, there's some people may say they're not happier. I mean, I don't know if happiness is, is, the, is the goal, but I, I think it's really hard once you're getting it because you, you worked so hard and you tried for so long to be successful. And then when you get it, now it's, it's really hard to sort of remember, you know, the reason why you started in the first place. Yeah. And if it is money that, that, that if it's really just money, wealth, rich, rich, you know, riches, <laughs> richness, 
<laughs> um, you know, Lamborghinis, Lamborghinis, whatever it is. If that really, then keep going, I guess. And I, you know, but it never ends, right? Right. It's always ends. something he yeah. talks about that all the time, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's ultimately what guys need to to realize. And it's been a recurring theme on the podcast is that like you know you need to get into this business because you want to be a trader, not just because you want to be rich, right? Like it, there there has to be more in the equation. Than there has just to be money. more. There has to be more. But it's also important to to see like just just being a trader can can possibly not be very fulfilling, or it can be also quite dangerous um, when you sort of when that is all that when when that is all that there is sure. you know sure it can i mean it can really it can be uh pretty tough um um it can be um you know it can be very lonely and in the end it can possibly not be fulfilling right, right. Malibu for 10 years? Yeah, for 10 years. What brought you here? <sighs> um, saving babes that were drowning. Yeah? <laughs> Starting rolling Bay Watch. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, but no babes are drowning, but I still stayed. <laughs> no, what, what brought me here was uh, my son was going to uh, kindergarten here, and um, I was at, at that point, I was living in Brentwood. Um, but it was just more convenient, to be honest. It was not that I ever wanted to live out here, but I, I you know, um, it's a little further out from, from the city. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved it, especially when I stopped like being in the industry or doing anything else but trading, you know, it's like, why not trading here? Kind of a hike to get any, anywhere in town right from here. Yeah, yeah, but I also, I didn't have to. I was not really interested in being in town. Right. Um, it was perfect that, you know, I'd wake up, I'd have, my, my office had literally the, this view. I was right at the beach and, um, you know, I'd wake up, trade, and those days I often took a break, like maybe at like 9 a.m. our time, uh, would take my beach bike, I'd ride to the, through the colony, Right. To Cross Creek, I'd have a, you know, have a, have a coffee and something to, to, to eat, and then I'd ride back and, uh, would, you know, trade the, the clothes again. It was so pretty sweet. I think that you, you went from an industry which is arguably more dependent on working with others than any other to an industry that requires very little interaction with anybody else. Yes. And you know what, it's, it's, it wasn't by uh, coincidence. I, what I hate about the industry, the, the movie industry is having to work with so many people. <laughs> and maybe I just wasn't good at it, but like producing a movie, you know, where you had to deal with 30 egos and you have your own, it was just, it was horrendous. I hated it. That's when I realized, you know, it's really not for me. And, and that's what I love about trading. It's like, if you mess up, you own it. 
if you do well, you own it. It's it's yours. Right. And and I always found it easy to to own my trades, which I think is super important. That you don't follow anybody, Twitter, chat rooms. You you do your own trades. That's the only way you can really become successful in trading. Everybody wants the blueprint, though. You know, everybody wants to know the secret or what. You know. Yeah, I mean, the, the secret is in the psychology, and and you can um, you can of course you can learn a ton from people on Twitter. Uh, from a great chat room. I mean, that's where I learned most. I learned, obviously, in um, in Nate's room and in Investors Underground, I, I learned most of what I didn't already know myself um, from people in that room. That's super important, but when it then comes to trading, you gotta do your own thing. You can, you can never, you can never be successful copying somebody else. As, as far as, at least not the way I know trading, you know, as so a discretionary trader. We hear a lot of talk about how it's really important to treat trading as a business, right? But trading is not your only business. You diversified a little bit and kind of did some other stuff. Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah, exactly. So when I, um, after I made my first money trading and having had some like hefty losses um, after making money, um, I realized that I, I needed something that, that can sort of like ground me as well as can give me some sort of like a steady income. Right. That's super important that the money you're trading with, it's sort of like, I don't know if I can say it, but it's fuck you money. Right, right, right. Okay? Discretionary if, if it's money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, let's call it discretionary money. I love it. It's a little cleaner. Yeah, exactly. So if that's the case, like you're so much more freer to do the right thing. Of course. So, um, a guy that in, invested in a, in a movie of mine that bombed, um, he had a business and I felt pretty bad about, you know, losing his money. So I invested the same amount of money in his business, which is, um, was an, it was an ATM business. Okay. So he places ATMs in hotels, bars, restaurants, whatever. And I invested money with him and he, he, um, he offered me a huge return. Like he, he, he promised me 30% return a year, passive. And I'm like, well, there goes that money. 30%. But then, yeah, 30%. But then every month I got paid over two, three years. And then all of a sudden, like after two years, I'm like, wait a minute. So I asked him if I can invest more and he said, I can't. So I started doing it myself. I uh, bought some ATMs, placed them, uh, placed them at locations, and uh, that that became my secondary business. And it was really trading that allowed me to uh, build that um, build that business, um, which I loved doing. I was hands-on with it. I, I loved the. Uh, I, I guess I, I loved the the change. I got a little bit burnt out on trading, I was just not that excited about it anymore. And 
And um, I think that's uh, probably one of the key ingredients. <laughs> Give me a time you, frame on this. Like, when did you when did you start the the ATM business? When did you start buying? Um, so I started trading in 2011. I'm I. 2013, I made my first. Um, I you know, 2013, I think I made my first like few hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And then, so 2013, I must have um, then started with ATMs. And um, yeah, so passion has always been really important to me. It's like, I think, you know, talking about success and, and, and not, I think you're successful when you like, when you love waking up in the morning. Oh, and for sure. Whatever it is that you, you're doing, that you love waking up to it. And that had a big, uh, big impact on me, like trying something else and, uh, I took a little bit of a break of trading. I was, I was not always, I, I wasn't completely out of positions, but for some time I really focused on building that business, which was a lot of fun. Um, so um, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, and, and here we are, here we're at, a, at the Sunset Restaurant where actually I have an ATM. And if you need some cash for tonight, yeah. you're how much more, you, how much are you gonna make on more that? than welcome to use it. Depends how much you're taking out. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you if it's your ATM and, and all the contents are yours as well, maybe you could just give me some cash. I could, but I don't have the keys on me, so. <laughs> and it's actually not my money in the ATM. It's not? Not this one. Oh, interesting. It's a company that, um, that loads this ATM, so um, yeah, it's their money. Fantastic. Yeah. So traders for a cause. Yeah, October. I feel like you've you've been a you've been a part of our group for so long. I obviously know you through Nate, and I've met you multiple times at our Vegas conference. Yeah, first time October 2013. I saw a picture of us. Oh, that's I didn't insane. recognize you anymore. Do you want to show that picture? No, I don't. I think we will have to show that picture. <laughs> That was yeah, a past, that was a, wow, it's a decade ago. That's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. But um, I think we need to, uh, I think we need to actually get you up on our stage. I think it's gonna be my goal for next year, maybe. Get you up there to talk. Even if we just maybe. do something like this, you know? Maybe, Sit up maybe. there with you. Maybe, I'm, yeah. I love the people that you guys find to, um, I, I, it's super inspiring the people you find, and I think every every year some somebody new comes 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 up and and has some value to add. Sure. Um, you know, I've just never felt like what I had to what I had to say really added value in that in that aspect. Um, if I ever have something to say that I feel like, hey, I, I believe this could really be helpful to people, then I, then I would. I, I would have I would have reached out. Well, I will tell you that being somebody who has traded and made money trading the markets for say 13, 12 or 13 years now, yep. I assure you that you have knowledge to share. Right, sure. Of, of, of course, and and I'm always willing to share it. And you know, I've trained 
so many traders or you know people have come up to me and said I want to trade and I, I gotta be honest like not one of them has made it <laughs> so, so, so you know you're better suited as uh, an ATM manager slash trader than you are an educator is what you're telling me I'm not I don't I don't know I'm not sure I it may be my fault or may not be my fault but it's um yeah it's it's definitely not that easy uh to teach somebody uh to do what we're doing well as you said before you got to trade your own ideas you got to figure out your own way find your own way uh, yeah and yeah if you exactly, don't have yeah. the motivation or the desire or the grit or determination to do that then it's not for you yeah, most likely, because um, that's the only way you're going to be successful. There's some things, you know, that you can learn through others, like through, you know, have other people take a fall on something or have, sure. have other people, um, you know, learn a, a hard lesson you can watch. But that's not trading right. because you, you got to feel these, you got to feel those emotions. And then you gotta learn what to do when you have those emotions. You, you know? can you can learn the mechanics. Yeah. You know, you can learn the nuts and the bolts, but you can't just copy a strategy. Yeah. There's... You need to eat, sleep, and breathe your own strategy. Yeah. At least the way I know trading. Yeah. No, it's that's you know, that that rings I'm not through. a coder. It rings um, through in most every conversation that I have with almost every trader. Right. That, that is a central theme. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. What's that? Um, there's a couple of couple of guys that have come out, and I just thought were really, you know, were really they they brought out great information. The, the one guy was the Kenny. Kenny. Canny? Oh, Tom Canfield. Tom Canfield. Yeah. yeah. And then there's another trader. He was a prop, prop trader. Um, Bright, Brightstein? Oh, Lance. Yeah. Lance Brightstein. Yeah. I love listening to them. Yeah. I, and I really felt like, like it really felt like, I don't think they talk about their strategy. I'm they not don't. sure. They don't. But I just love the, what they talked about and the, the emotions. It's important that you can teach somebody about stop losses and, and, and trends and whatnot. But what I didn't hear enough about is like people talking about the emotions. Sure. Like that's something like you, that comes out of left field at you when you're down $100,000 or something, you know, oh. with, or whatever, you know, 10000 or 1000 or or $100. I had a great conversation on the podcast about, oh, nine months ago or so with Tim Parker about... Tim? Oh, yeah, about, Tim. About yes. emotions, yeah. And, right. Uh, about how he has... He's too eloquent. He's trying <laughs> He's tried to... He, call, he calls it black boxing, your emotions, you know, like trying to... Right. Contain them and not let them affect your decision making. I mean, that's kind of like that's like the holy grail of trading, isn't it? I mean, to feel nothing. I mean, emotions have a emotions obviously have a place. It's the reaction to the emotions that um, sure th that that's the importance. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta take the emotion out of the emotion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like that. Yeah.
So there's been a lot of talk about purpose, right? And trading and finding a purpose other than just trading or just the money. And it's one of the reasons why we founded Traders for a Cause, because in an industry that is often, you know, very much just hell-bent on making more and more money, we try to be a bright spot and give some of that back to the world, make the world a better place. Yeah. Um, I understand that charity has played a role in your upbringing and in your family. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, um, my mom was always big into charity, so I mean, I didn't see it as charity. I didn't, I didn't associate it with charity, but my mom was a teacher um, and she always helped, um, she always helped people that moved to Switzerland. So at the beginning that was uh, Spanish, Italians, and then it was, um, um, they were coming from the Bal Balkans, right? Balkans? Balkans? That's from right. ex-Yugoslavia. Yeah, yeah, okay. From ex-Yugoslavia, Sri Lanka, um, all over the, you know, all over the world. And, um, and she, she always helped um, in regards to, uh, you know, helping him with language. Um, and um, when she retired, she um, started um, a charity or a foundation in India. She loved India. She loved Indian people. She loved the culture. Very so cool. she, yeah, she started a foundation in southern Kerala, near Trivandrum. And it, at the beginning, it was just um, helping individual, um, individual families. Um, and then she uh, became involved with the school. So she, she uh, helped with the school and then she started building schools. Um, so, and that's pretty much when, um, unfortunately she passed away in the middle of a project, which then um, we had to take over or we were lucky to take over because she, she did it. She did everything, and especially my sister and her husband then um, um, directed it all and brought it to fruition. Um, yeah, so it's always been, yeah, charity has always been a big, uh, big part. I'm trying to do my, I'm, I'm trying to do my part. Um, I was going to say the apple doesn't fall far from well, the tree. Yeah. I mean, Judith, uh, my, my better half, <laughs> she always calls me Mother Teresa knockoff. You have to ask her <laughs> why she calls me Mother Teresa knockoff. But yeah, um, yeah, charity is his, I mean, I've always... I've always given, I've always, I always say to her, I, I give for myself. I love giving for myself. I love how it makes me feel. Of course. Um, and then the, the benefit of that is obviously, I hope that somebody else will benefit from it. But for sure. Yeah, Traders for a Cause, um, I, I thought it was great when you guys started it. Um, and it's amazing what it's become. I mean, from that first picture. I just sent you that you refuse to, to show. <laughs> We're not going to put that on video. <laughs> that you but, refuse uh, to show, yeah. But uh, yeah. I, do, I do think that you are an individual that really embodies the spirit of what this organization was founded upon, which is the idea that a lot of traders have access to resources, whether it be money or education 
or you know basically the means to make it in this business um, but there are people who don't right there are people who not only don't have access to, to any of that but they may lack access to food they may not lack access to proper shelter um, and I feel that you, you know taking the gifts that we've been given to be able to do what we do and translate that into helping people all around the world. I just, I feel like it gives, like, well, I know for a fact that it gives many of our supporters almost more motivation to improve their craft and to get better and better. Because you make enough money at a certain point, you don't need to make any more. Right. So you find yeah. new motivation. And I feel like there are traders out there who have found more motivation from making the world a better place. That's amazing, yeah. I mean, I I, I can't count myself, um, you know, to those, but it's amazing to see it. Yes, it does inspire me as well. Um, I've, I was given everything. I was incredibly lucky uh, growing up. I had greatest education, um, always had a roof over my head, and, you know, was also important. I was also given the time to, like, people have donated time to me to learn right so you know that's probably one of uh, one of the greatest gifts that you can also give to somebody is your time of course teaching you know helping them teaching them or you know um, teach a man to fish right <laughs> yeah i've tried that it didn't work but yeah no it definitely yes that time is uh, is is um and that's the great thing about the uh about about the event every year you know nice. it's it's one thing if you can give money, great. But it's also the time that you that you can give to somebody. You can say something, one sentence that can change somebody's somebody's career. Um, often you hear, you know, you you hear the same thing said over and over. But that one person can possibly phrase it in a way that it'll just click. For sure. Yeah. I mean, if we can if we can get even a very modest or small donation from a hundred traders who actually have some money to give, who are actually profitable, I feel like we've accomplished a goal, right? Yeah. It's easy for somebody with incredible means to write a really big check, but it actually means more just to get everybody willing to slice off a little piece of pie uh, to give back. Yeah. And, and I think that that's kind of what we're trying to do here. We're trying to, to make the world aware that we exist, to make particular in particular our community aware that we exist and continue to do these events that that hopefully perpetuate the cycle of success among these traders so that they can continue to give back yeah it definitely is a win-win i mean each time I, I come i come home like inspired and awesome well i want to thank you for being a part of this podcast and showing us around this beautiful city and uh, for being a consistent supporter of Traders for a Cause. And uh, of course, we appreciate you and I look forward to seeing you and hopefully, hopefully sooner next time. We missed you in Vegas this year, but uh, that's right. Yeah. Next year. Next we'll, year. I'm not going to yeah. let you out of it. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming. Seriously. All right. Buddy. All right. It's, like, it's nice that you guys came. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, as always, trade, profit, and make a difference. And we'll see you next time. Mm, turkey. Cool, man. Yeah, thanks for coming out.